Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. In today's message, Dr. Forrest presents his teaching, 2020, the Year of Forward Vision. I want to take this last Sunday of the year to talk to you about the coming year, the year 2020. I'm calling it 2020, the Year of Forward Vision. Amen? And I know it may seem a bit cliched, and I'm sure you may hear others use something similar, but these were the words I heard on the inside when I started praying about 2020. Amen? Now, most of us know that the term 2020 is a medical term that is applied to someone that has excellent vision. Isn't that right? And uh, I'm sure that you're aware that it can also be used metaphorically to speak of a different kind of vision. A vision that goes beyond what you can see with your naked eye, amen? Prophetic vision. Looking at things through the eye of faith, that sort of thing. And you've probably heard the term hindsight is 2020, amen? It means that if you could go back and change some things that you did in the past, you would, because now you know better, amen? Amen, and, and I brought that up because from that famous saying, hindsight is 2020, I derived the first point on the outline that I have for you this morning. And it's a statement that goes like this. 2020 is not the year of hindsight. Amen? In the first part of chapter 3 of the book of Philippians, Paul makes it clear that he has not attained or captured the perfection that he strives for concerning his walk with the Lord. Amen? I think we can all identify with that. He hasn't walked in the resurrection power of Christ to the degree that he desires, but he still considers it a goal worthy of his life's effort. Amen. So let's read from Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 13 through 16 in the Amplified Classic Version. This is Paul speaking. It's very, very profound. I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet. But one thing I do, it is my one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. Amen. So let those of us who are spiritually mature and full grown have this mind and hold these convictions. And if in any respect you have a different attitude of mind, God will make that clear to you also. Only let us hold true to what we have already attained and walk and order our lives by that. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me summarize what I think he's saying in plain English. I haven't arrived yet in my walk with the Lord, but I'm further along than when I began. Amen. I haven't arrived, but I left where I was and I'm pressing on forward. Amen. That's what he's saying. Uh, but there is one thing I do. It is my one aspiration. I'm determined to forget what is behind and press forward to what lies before me. Amen. I'm reaching for the prize that I'll receive for running the race and completing the course that the Lord laid out for me. Amen. I want everyone to have the mindset of a mature believer. Grateful for how far we've come, but determined to move ahead into the future that God has planned for us. Amen. 
Is everybody with me? The next thing I want to tell you is 2020 is the year of coming out. I believe it's the year of coming out of captivity. Make up your mind that you'll no longer be held captive by the mistakes of your past. The missed opportunity, all the wrong turns you've made, and all the times you've missed it, even the times you've missed it big. And as I want to say, if you even missed it bigger than Dallas, listen, you know you've missed it when you miss it bigger than Dallas. Be determined to leave that behind and press forward to what God has for you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I believe this year, 2020, is the year of coming out of the wilderness. No longer wandering in the wilderness, letting fear of failure keep you from taking a risk and moving into a realm where if God doesn't show up, you're not going to make it. Whoo, praise God. I felt the anointing on that. Let me read you one of the passages that was given to me by the Lord for the year 2020. I believe this will bless you. It comes from Psalm 90, which was written by Moses. Now, as you probably know, Moses was someone who knew what it was like to miss it bigger than Dallas. He murdered an Egyptian and spent 40 years wandering until the Lord returned him to his original purpose and the calling of God on his life. He missed it, and he missed it big. He was also someone that was accustomed to, or at least used to, and knew what it was like to walk in the wilderness for decades. Amen. Amen. So this is what he prayed during this time, and I think it's very, very profound. And this is my prayer for Faith Life Fellowship. This is my prayer for everyone in this room, amen? And even those that couldn't make it today, amen? And even those that are listening by podcast, listen to the word of the Lord to you. Psalm 90, verse 12 through 17, in the Passion Translation. Moses says, Help us to remember that our days are numbered and help us to interpret our lives correctly. Set your wisdom deeply in our hearts so that we may accept your correction. Amen. I believe he was praying this, Lord, we have a limited time on this planet. And so we need to make the most of the time that we have while we're here. When we get off track, Lord, help us accept your correction And get us back on track. Amen. Verse 13. Return to us again, O God. How much longer will it take until you show us your abundant compassion? Let the sunrise of your love end our dark night. Break through our clouded dawn again. Only you can satisfy our hearts, filling us with songs of joy to the end of our days. Amen. Sometimes when it feels like things aren't moving fast enough and God doesn't seem to care, breakthrough is right around the corner, amen. When the plan of God seems stalled because of the opposition, Lord, bring us the breakthroughs that we need, I pray. Fill our hearts with joy as we go from victory unto victory unto victory, amen. I'm preaching myself happy. I don't know if you guys are getting into it, but I am. Hallelujah. Verse 15. 
We've been overwhelmed with grief. Come now and overwhelm us with gladness. Replace our years of trouble with decades of delight. Amen. Hallelujah. I love that for every year of trouble, let there be a decade of delight. Some of us have suffered loss and grief over the last few years. Lord, replace our years of trouble with decades of delight. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 16. Let us see your miracles again and let the rising generation see the glorious wonders you're famous for. Amen. I've seen body parts grow. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears opened. But I'm not satisfied. I want more. I want more. I want more miracles to testify that God is alive, that He's real, that Jesus is His Son, and He paid the price to deliver everything you need to be triumphant in this life. Amen. I'm not satisfied. I want more miracles. I want them to be commonplace. Trisha and I in November, we went up to Fayetteville to Covenant Love Church to hear Jerry Savelle preach. And he talked about a recent vision that he had of the Lord Jesus. And Jesus appeared to him personally and said, you know, people think the days of miracles and healings like they had in the healing revivals of the 40s and the 50s are a thing of the past. But this is what Jesus said to him. I'm telling you, Jerry, they're coming back and they're coming back big time. Amen. I receive that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know why I love miracles so much? Because miracles are an expression of God's love for mankind. He loves you so much. He wants to bring miracles into your lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to see your miracles once again as in the days of old, even the days that I'm familiar with, and I'm not that old. Lord, show this generation that you're not just the great I was, but you're the great I am. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, our God, let your sweet beauty rest upon us and give us favor. Come work with us. And then our works will endure and give us success in all we do. Amen. Can I get an amen on that? Lord, let 2020 be the year that your beauty rests upon this place and upon each one of us. Let it be a year of extreme favor. Favor with God and favor with man. Amen. Work with us so all our works are successful and endure to the next generation. Amen. Glory to God. I got to get my breath. Preaching is hard work sometimes. I'm glad I work out and stay in shape. The next thing I want to say to you about 2020 is this. 2020, 2020, whichever way you want to say it, 2020 is the year of waking up. It's the year of waking up. It's time that we woke up as mature believers and smell the roses and realize what's going on around us in the natural and in the spirit. Amen. 
Romans chapter 13, verse 11 and 12 in the New King James Version. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand, therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light, amen. Now I know from reading this passage many, many times, this is talking about not walking in darkness, but being a mature believer that walks in the light of God, amen. But it can also apply to spiritual warfare, and I know this from personal experience, amen. It can, also, uh, it can also be saying to you, wake up to the spiritual atmosphere and the environment around you. you got to know what's going on. you got to know that you have an enemy that's going to oppose you if you do anything great for God. It should not come as a surprise to you. Wake up. It's the world we live in. There is a battle to be fought, and we need to be ready for the battle. Amen. Listen, when the Israelites crossed the Jordan into the promised land, they knew they would face opposition and they were ready for it. So when you move into the things that God's called you to do, you got to know you're going to face opposition. Don't be shocked and surprised. You got to be ready for it and you got to be ready to fight. Amen. Wake up. We got to fight for what we believe in. We got to fight to take hold of what God has promised us. Listen, Jesus paid the price. He fought and won the war. But listen, the devil and his crowd are operating in the spiritual atmosphere around the earth as outlaws. What they're doing is illegal. It's up to us to enforce their defeat by faith, by speaking the word, by declaring the blood of Jesus. Amen. We can't be manby pamby We can't just go hide in the closet. Until mommy comforts us. We got to wake up. We got to be mature. We got to be ready to fight. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 in the Amplified Version. This is Paul speaking. In the midst of his missionary journeys, he decides to stop in Ephesus for a while. Let me read it to you. But I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost because a wide door for effective service has opened to me in Ephesus, a very promising opportunity, and there are many adversaries. Amen. In other words, Paul was saying, I'm going to stay in Ephesus because a wide door of opportunity to minister to the Ephesian people has opened up for me. But I want you to know I'm aware there will be opposition, but I'm going to do it anyway. Amen. First Peter 5.8 in the New King James Version. This is Peter's rendition of the same concept. Be sober. You know what sober means? Wake up. Drink some coffee. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen. Don't let him devour you. Devour him instead in the name of Jesus. Be like Joshua and Caleb. Yes, there are giants in the land, but they are bred for us. 
We'll eat them up. They don't stand a chance. Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, King James Version. Listen, Peter and Paul knew that they would face opposition, but they also knew this. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Amen. We are assured of victory as long as we're willing to fight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Finally, and this is my last point, my last statement to you of the year 2020. 2020 is the year of looking up, the year of looking forward. This is what the Lord spoke to me. I know it's cliched. I know it sounds trendy. I know you'll probably hear others say similar things. But I'm telling you, this is what the Lord spoke to me about 2020. 2020 is the year of looking up, the year of looking forward, the year of forward vision. Amen. I want to read to you from Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 through 17 in the New King James Version. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him. Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. Amen. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Amen. There's so much in here. I've studied this passage for years. There's so much. It's so rich. And I'm going to try and show you some of the things that the Lord has shown me in these passages that are so special to me. And I believe they'll be special to you as the people of God. Amen. Listen, Abraham is not called the father of our faith for no reason. He was a tremendous man of God. He believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he became the father of our faith. So we need to emulate his successes. Amen. We need to emulate his walk of faith. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Listen, I got to set this up. He basically said, look up. And look forward and start walking. Okay? It's time to look up from just walking one step at a time. Mind you, that has its place. You should walk out the plan of God step by step as he leads you and guides you and reveals the next step in his plan for you. You should do that. But if you don't look up from time to time, you lose the big picture. You can't see where you're going and you lose motivation. Amen. Because all you can see is the steps underneath you. The next step. You need to be able from time to time to see God's point of view. He sees it completed. He sees it accomplished. He sees the impossible already done. And you need to see it too. So that the steps are not mundane. But you know step by step I'm getting to the place where impossibilities are possible. Amen. 
You got to get the big picture. You got to get his vision for you. We got to get his vision for this church if it's ever going to come to pass. Amen. You need to see the vision that God has for you, and you need to start walking it out. He told Abraham, walk north, south, east, and west. Walk all over this land that I have given unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now listen, when Abraham started walking out his vision, don't you know he kicked up some dust along the way. And every time he did, it reminded him of what the Lord said about dust. So shall your descendants be too numerous to number. Amen. So just walking out the plan of God stirred in him the imagination to believe God for the impossible, believe that his his descendants would be without number and they would fill the land as God had promised. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Let me get my breath. Listen, in chapter 13, God uses the dust. In chapter 15 of Genesis, he uses the stars. In chapter 22, he uses the sand of the seashore. He uses all of these metaphors to stir Abraham's imagination and help him dream the impossible dream. Your descendants will be too many to number, too many to count, and they will fill this land to the north, south, east, and the west. Amen. I think that's awesome. In the same way, we need to walk out our vision and let God stir our imagination to believe Him for the impossible in our lives. Amen. If you're not believing for something that's impossible right now, you're missing God. That's the adventure of faith that He wants us to live. Go from one impossible moment to the next. Amen. One mountaintop to the next. Amen. I believe it's even possible to skip the valley from time to time and just leap from one mountaintop to the next mountaintop. Hallelujah. Let me cap this off with this passage from Genesis chapter 15, verse 1 in the New King James Version. And I want to give you a little bit of background. In chapter 14, Abraham led a small force of armed men to help the five kings of the plain come back from a stunning defeat of the four kings that attacked them. He was instrumental in turning the battle around from sure defeat to absolute victory. And in the process, he probably made some enemies. So that's why here in verse 1 of chapter 15, God says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield your exceeding great reward. There's a couple of things I want you to see here. First of all, he's reassuring Abraham that even though you made some enemies when you spoiled the four kings and got this great treasure because of it, I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. The other thing I want you to see is it says, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Isn't that an interesting way to say it? The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. It means he had a vision, and the Lord used the vision to bring a word to him. So many times God will give us a picture of victory to go along with the word that he's spoken into our life. I believe that what Abraham saw 
was a giant shield. And God said, I am your shield. And then I, I think he saw a pile of treasure. And then the Lord said, and I am your exceeding great reward. He gave him a visual image for him to latch on to. So the word of the Lord came to life in his heart and mind. Amen. God will do the same thing for us. Amen. He's no respecter of persons. In fact, it should be more prevalent for us than it was in his day because Joel said, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on your servants and handmaidens, I'll pour out the spirit of God and they shall prophesy. Listen, some people get squirrely with dreams and visions, but here's the reality. It is a legitimate part of the life of a mature believer. God can speak to you through the word, but he can also augment it with visions and pictures that make the word come alive to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is my prayer. And this is how I'm going to wrap this up. Lord, give us dreams and visions like you did for Abraham, even for the year 2020. Give us pictures of victory to go along with the word that you've given unto us. Something to keep us moving in the right direction as we walk out our destiny. That's my prayer for our church and for each of us here at Faith Life Fellowship. Lord, grant us forward vision for the year 2020. And as we enter into this new year, be our shield, be our great reward, and lead us and guide us every step of the way. Amen? Amen. We hope you enjoyed Dr. Forrest's message, 2020, the year of forward vision. If you're in the Wilmington area and are looking for a place to worship, come join us on Sunday at 9.45 a.m. for coffee and fellowship, 10.30 for worship and service, and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for spirit-filled prayer. If you would like to learn more about us and access more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, visit our website at GoFaithLife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington. <music>